Welcome to Carpe Dime, a podcast about personal finance and everyday life. I'm Jamie Davidson, your master of ceremonies, and next to me is the lovely Dusty Simmons from Financial Center First Credit Union. Thanks for spending your free time today listening to us talk about how life and family affects us achieving our financial goals. That's right. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. So today we're going to talk about something uh, this time of year. It's, it's getting towards May. A lot of families are thinking about what, Dusty? Hopefully graduation. Graduation. You've got those graduating seniors. Yeah, I've got one this year. I had one a couple of years ago. You, you've got a ways to go, right? Got a ways to go. So yeah, usually around this time of year, a lot of people are thinking about graduation. They're thinking about you know having the party, you know doing the big the big woo you know ceremony. And it's a rite of passage. It's a rite of passage. Yeah, it's one of those rites of passages all kids go through. Uh, obviously, with the COVID nineteen going on right now, we everything's been sort of pushed back. So, but that we do know is. We do know this. They are going to graduate eventually, right? <laughs> Hopefully this year. <laughs> yes, um, you know, but grades aren't the only thing that our young people pass or fail when they venture out on their own. Just as important as school, adjusting to independence also means managing finances on your own. So get ready, parents. It could be a bumpy ride. Yep. This is that's that's it today. We're going to talk about that bumpy ride. Hopefully it's not, but it is. You'll find out it is. Throughout life, there's going to be bumpy rides when it comes to your finances. And with your child going away to college or just going on to uh, start life, that's a new new chapter and uh, it's going to be some new bumps that you've never incurred before. So that's what yeah, we're Yeah. So, about. I mean, we, we do have a lot of seniors out there graduating. You actually have one. How, how is that, you know, just in general, how is graduation being affected and what are people doing in, in light of, you know, no ceremonies this year? Right now we're really on hold. We just postponed our date for her party, hoping that, you know, everything's going to be fine by then. Uh, ordered the invitations Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got up one morning and had to order their invitation. I'm like, shouldn't we wait? Um, the school still hasn't told us what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen, but we do know they're going to graduate. One way or another, they're going to graduate, right. whether there's a ceremony or not. Uh, she's moving on next year to the next chapter of her life, which for my daughter is going to be college. Right. Great. Uh, luckily for me, I have a daughter that's already in college, so I sort of already gone through this bumpy ride mm -hmm. uh, where a lot of parents haven't. Yeah. And you just wait. Yours is coming down the, down the, it's down the street there a little bit. It's coming up pretty soon. So as we think about sending this next generation out into the college environment or the workforce, why is the ability to manage finances, their own finances, so important? Well, it, it's for many different reasons. Obviously, we want to have young adults that can manage their money. And, and function live, in society. Yeah, and live on a budget, right? Because right, right. if, if not, who do they come back to? Uh, mom and dad. <laughs> what do they say when they come back to mom and dad? Help. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm going to say, sorry, there you're you gonna go. Say, you're going to just push them on down the road. I nah, definitely that. not. So one is we want them to function that way as, as far as knowing how to, to do their finances. Mm -hmm. Another issue we have is most students in the United States come out of college with debt. And depending on who they are and what college they go to, that amount of debt can be really high. Mm -hmm. And uh, the idea that you're coming out and you've got, you know, I, I read the other day that it's close to $30,000 in college debt for, per student. Wow. Yeah. That's that's the average. And I don't think that includes the amount that the parents are paying towards it as well. Right. Just the student students portion. Right. So we want to get them uh, used to, you know, the idea of living on a budget, mm -hmm. how to manage debt. And, uh, and so when they do get out, they can enjoy life and not be all of a sudden slapped in the face with all this debt. Yep. So, Dusty, I, I heard you did a little research on uh, there's some numbers out there that are sort of a. Uh, Amazing, I would say. Go, what did you find out? Yeah, so you know, if you've got a senior out there, think about what how you think your senior might answer these questions, but um, you know, or how they would compare to these numbers. So, forty-seven percent of high school seniors said they felt prepared to manage their finances on their own, and they scored that lower than areas including time management skills, ability to find resources, um, and ability to manage their coursework. So. 
So what I. that means is 53% say aren't ready. <laughs> exactly. They know and they know they're not ready. Right. Um, additionally, 30% of, of high school seniors already have a credit card. So they're already used to debt being a part of their life, which, again, can be a little bit scary when you think about they may come out of college with a, a massive amount of student debt. Yeah, yeah 30000 40000 I know people that have... $80,000 in debt. Right. Imagine that. Yeah. And then lastly, only 40% of high school seniors report taking a financial management course in school. And thanks to Jamie, our students here in Indianapolis do a lot more of that. Um, but that's including the states that mandate a course. And what's even scarier, the average student could only answer two of six basic personal finance questions correctly. So think about your senior. And if you have a senior or you have a high school student in general, how would they stack up against to those? Well, yeah, when, I mean, when you looked at the one, you know, basically 50 percent, uh, we're not confident in their money management skills. You have two kids. That means one of your kids is, is, is going to be a failure. at that. <laughs> I know which one it is. too. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, as we're talking about our kids, there's other people out there. And it's the same idea. Right. You know, yeah. we, we as parents try to provide and give our, our children a, a, a nice life. But they don't have to worry about these things. And that's a good thing, right? That's good. We, we live in this time where we can provide those things. But I think there's that part where it's almost like tough love where you have to teach them this other part. So the other thing to think about, too, is that not every kid absorbs information the same way. So if you think you're going to educate your all your kids on the same money topics the same way, you're probably wrong. Right. Yeah, you're right. You're correct so. about that. Everybody learns differently. Yeah. Okay. So what we want to talk about is we want to talk about three things that we want to teach our children when, they, when they're done with high school, before they leave high school or when they're leaving high school and either going on to college or going on to, to whatever they decide to do, whether it's a, a job or it's the military or whatever. There's three skills that they need to have. Right. So we're going to talk to you students first or your students first, and then we're going to talk to you parents, right? right. Yeah. So okay. when it comes to your student, the first thing you want to teach them, and I know it's April, Oh, yeah. And if they're going away to There's college, it's always not a lot of time. You need to be sure to teach them to live on a budget. And I know right now they don't have a lot of money coming in. They don't have a lot of expenses, but this is a perfect time to do that, right? I mean, yeah. what, you know, when you think about high school kids, what do they spend their money on? Stuff they want to do. Such as? Like, I don't know, entertainment, clothes, uh, movies. Games. Right. All those yeah. things, right? All those those important things in life. The things that are important to them. I, I air quoted there, important <laughs> things in lives, right? Um, what's going to happen? They're going to go away to college or they're going to go away to life. Thinking they can afford all those things. Right. And it's our time to ch teach them about budgeting. It's time for them to learn to live on a budget before they go away to college or before they go out into the world. Because if not, you're going to get stuck in that rut where they're going to come back to you. And what are they going to do? They're going to ask you for money. Yeah. We're going to get more and more money. So let's say, I mean, my kids don't really have any expenses now. So how do I how do I get into that habit of teaching them how to budget in high school? Right. Well, I think you you want to have the conversation with them and you don't want it to come across as though you're sort of telling them what they have to do, that you're coming to them to help coach them. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the first place you want to start is how much money are they earning? If they're having it, if they have a job, how much are they earning? Or if you're giving them like an allowance, allowance. What do they do with that allowance? Right, right. right. Uh, make sure you're, you're you're keeping that score there. We know how much we have coming in, and then sit down with them and say, okay, let's talk about um, the next week or two. Let's let's see where your money goes. And I think a lot of times our our, our our my children are sort of shocked when they find out what they've spent their money on. It's usually dining out. It's they don't really even realize it. Is that really, what you're saying? Yeah, they don't realize it. Oh. They they just you know they just ran and got, grabbed some food. They ran and grabbed coffee. They ran and grabbed a drink of this or that. Mm -hmm. uh, and the funny thing is, though, they can eat for free at home. They can drink 
everything we have at home, but they still go out and do what? They buy the food, they do that, because they don't have any bills. Oh, right, yeah. So if, if they have a job and you're, you're trying to teach them this lesson, what's some of the best ways to do that? Like write go, it down? You're going to write go down to on Mint, the budget. What? Yeah, yeah Mint.com's a good one to go to. You can teach them that way. You can sit down and, and, and just go over with them. Have a meeting with them. Almost like, like you would if you were at a working, if you were at work with somebody having a meeting. If you're running, a, if you're running your division, there's, there's a discussion there on where the budget mm-hmm. is, right? You can't just go out and spend what you want when you want to. And they need to learn that as well. Because and especially if they're going to college and you know there's going to be certain expenses they're going to have in the fall that they're not used to having. Should you go through the college exercises what, as far as what you think you're going to spend when you're away? Yeah, let's, let's, let's speak to that specifically. I think uh, one, of the, one of the big things that you know, young people are shocked by and also the parents when they go to college is they go and they get their books. <laughs> and the cost of books are outrageous. Oh my outrageous. gosh, I remember book you, expenses. You think you're going to buy some books and you're like, oh, I'm going to buy some books. But then you get the bill and you're like, oh my Lord, what? I didn't know books could be so expensive. So, you know, getting them ready for that sort of thing. Okay, so what I'm hearing, number one is teach your kids how to live on a budget. Whether they're doing that on their high school income or you're planning for that first semester of college, go through the exercise, make sure they realize what's coming in, what's going out, and how much discretionary income they're going to have. Exactly. Okay. Okay. All right. So step two. Step two. Step two. We actually want to teach our children about paying bills. Yeah. Because they've been living with us and have they had bills? Maybe. You know, as far as you know, my kids, they don't have any bills. Right. And when they get into high school, will they have bills? Probably not because, you know, mom and dad take care of everything. Right. And that's, I mean, a, a great blessing we're able to give our kids, but maybe not the best lesson. Right. It's true because eventually they're going to have bills in their life. Mm-hmm. So what I recommend every parent do is, and I know a lot of parents out there, they're, they're have their, they have their student pay for their insurance on their car or they have the, you know, like pay their, for, cell phone. their cell phone bill. But who do they pay that money to? Mom and dad. Mom and dad. So Which is fine. It, that, that's not a bad thing. But if I'm late to mom and dad, what happens? Oh, I mean, mom would say, or I would say, yeah, it's okay. Just pay me when you're ready or next right. week or whatever. But so, that's a bad habit. That's a bad habit because when they do leave the nest and they get that first credit card and they get that first credit card bill, the credit card company doesn't say you can just pay us when you want to. There's a date. <laughs> and if you don't pay it on time, there's a late fee. Right. So what I recommend is every parent sits down with their, their, their student and actually talks about a bill. And if they are paying you for something, set up parameters where it has to be on time. And if it's not on time, there has to be some sort of consequence Consequence to that. Uh, and I'm not saying charge your kid a $35 late fee, but have the discussion and say, hey, this was due. The next time it's due, if this happens, I'm going to take take it away. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think about my daughters. I tease them all the time. Uh, my daughters both have cars, but... They paid for half and I paid the other half. Uh, but because I had the money, I paid up front. So they're paying me on the payments on them. Oh, gotcha. So they, so they didn't the, pay their they, half up they front. Pay, they paid, they, yes, yes. So okay. they're paying me on that half. So I always tease them, your car payments due on the 12th, not the 13th, not the 14th, <laughs> the 12th. Yeah. And, you know, it's a joke in our house, but they pay me before the 12th because I have keep reiterating Right. Keep reinforcing the deadline. Right. And hey, you know, if you don't pay your car payment this month, guess what? You may come home and not have keys to your car. All right. So number two is learn, teach your kids how to pay a bill and how to pay it on time. Correct. All right. What's our third step? Our third step is uh, teaching our children to pay themselves first. And what that means is when you have income coming in, you're actually putting money away for savings and for bills. It doesn't mean you go out and you buy the newest gaming system. Right. Right. Uh, which, you know, my seven year old, 
he thinks he gets paid every other Friday. <laughs> when you get paid. When I get paid. And he thinks he's supposed to take his money and buy, you know, buy himself something, a video game. Does he get an allowance? He he does, but he doesn't. He does. I make him do work and because uh-huh. he's always asking. So I've turned it into, okay, yeah, you get paid on that Friday. Because uh-huh. he'll ask beforehand, you know, he'll start on me the week before. Can I get paid? No. <laughs> you don't get paid every other day. You get paid every Friday. So really, in all honesty, I'm starting with my That's seven year old son. Right. He thinks, well, I want this new you know, he plays a lot of video games and he wants this to add something to his, you know, his video game or he wants to buy a new video game. Last week it was, a, it was a, the new one, the animal something. It was 60 some dollars. And he comes to me and he's asking me. And of course I'm laughing at him. But, oh, that's, let me grab $60 for you. <laughs> so what, what I've done with, with Finnegan is I've actually, you know, I'll make him help me do some chores. Right. And I tell you what, he whines and complains the whole time, but he still has to help me. Mm-hmm. Uh, example is, we take the trash out on Thursday night because the trash man comes on Friday morning. He has to go outside and help me take out the trash. He has to go upstairs and grab the trash and from put the it in a bag yeah. from, from, from the upstairs rooms. And, you know, he complains, but it's teaching him responsibility. And it's also teaching him that, you know, when you get you, you don't just get money. You're so nice. I make my kids do that stuff without an allowance. Well, you're <laughs> teaching them respect, too. Right. Yeah. But I, I mean, I don't. I don't hold back from buying them things that they want either. Right. So. Well, I, but, let's, let's go back to Finn, though. The, the other part of the story is I'm trying to teach him that he needs to save some of that money as well. Right. So now we're talking about our 18 or 19-year-old that we've been doing, maybe doing this with, maybe not doing this with. Mm-hmm. And now we're like, go out into the world and have a great time. And we're sending them off to college, of all places. Where well, there's well, lots of things <laughs> to spend your money on right. and distractions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You don't want to go to class? Nobody makes you go to class. Right. You don't want to do your homework? Nobody makes you do your homework. Hey, I've got money. Let's go get pizza. Hey, I've got money. Let's go. There's nobody there to say, hey, maybe you shouldn't spend that money on pizza today because you'll need that money to pay that credit card bill that you decided to get when you first came to school. So it's really about teaching them to put that money away, plan in that budget and have that money available because so many adults don't do that. And that's how people end up living paycheck to paycheck is because- it's, you know, they treat their checking account as a transactional money in, money out, and they never look at emergency savings or anything else they need to do, right? Correct. Right. So let's say I'm, I'm getting ready to graduate and, you know, I'm going to have a great party and I'm going to get a whole lot of money. What should, what's the advice we should be giving to our students about their graduation money? Well, I want everybody to think about that because I'm sure you know somebody that this has happened to before or your own children. What usually happened with that money? Um, I can tell you that I went on vacation with mine. You went on vacation with yours. Uh, Courtney Part probably, of it. Courtney probably went on vacation with hers too. No, Courtney saved hers. Yeah, CC. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I, I got money too. Uh, usually what happens is what you just said. They go out. It's the most money they've ever had at or one time. Or they buy a laptop or yeah, they buy they, something. They, you know. It's the most money they've had at, at one point in their life usually, right? right? Right. It's this huge windfall and they go, wow. Right. It's like the best Christmas ever, but it's all cash. <laughs> I can go do what I want. And most parents are like, well, it's their money. They can do what they want. Sure. But that's not, as responsible parents, that's not what we should that's be That's not what we should be doing. We should right. be having that conversation of, hey, you know, um, if you're going to help your student pay for college, you're going to say to them, well, I want you to pay for half your books. So you need to put some of this money away for books. You know, you're going to want things for your dorm room. I don't mind paying for some of that, but you might want some money to put away. So what I did with my daughter was, we, she took some of that money. We had the conversation and she actually took the rest, the bulk of it, and put it in a savings account that she couldn't touch until August. And then when she got to college, that money was there mm-hmm. because she chose she chose to not work a job during her freshman year. And that was the money she used 
for the school that year. Was that was money. her spending money. Yeah. So we, that budgeting conversation took place every month on the phone. You doing all right with the money in your bank account? Yeah. And we had that discussion. So make sure you're not just in, hey. That's hey. a good point, too. It's not a one-time conversation. It's a. Con- it's because they're new at this. It's a constant check back in of, hey, how are you doing? Just think about if you were starting a new job and your boss is asking you, you know, on a weekly basis, hey, how's it going? How, you know, what can I offer you? That's the kind of advice you want to be giving when it comes to your teens and money. And I like the way you said that. It's how can I help you? What can I do for you? You're not coming across as the parent that's being strict and trying to. to or judging. Their, judging and ruling their lives and telling them you have to do this. You're right. trying to coach them to make them to be able to have this conversation with people because as we talked in our podcast eventually they're going to be in a relationship and this conversation is going to come up again right okay so let's recap our three tips for students are one you got to teach them to live on a budget two you got to teach them to how to pay a bill on time and three is you got to teach them how to basically save money or pay themselves first so when I get all when I get money, I don't just go spend it on whatever I want. I actually save it for the things I need. Right. Okay. So that's great advice for our students. But as parents who are trying to get our kids to do these things, there are some things we need to think about as well. And so we've got um, three tips also for you parents out there. So yeah, advice for parents. Number one, you're gonna hate this one. <laughs> you are gonna hate you're this gonna one. You're gonna hate this one. We we as parents we hate this, but you've got to allow your kid to fail. You've yeah. got to allow your child to fail when it comes to money. Yeah. And, you know, this happened to me when I was going off to college. You know, my my parents were very, very open about talking about money. But that first semester, man, you go and book fees and you're eating pizza and you're meeting new people and you're you're spending your money on all of these things. And I remember picking up that phone that into that first month and saying, hey, mom and dad, that that, you know, discretionary money you gave me is gone and I need help. And they were actually, they were really great about it. It was that conversation of what did you spend your money on? You know, should you have spent your money on all those things? And let, let's give you a little bit more to get you through through that month. But so I think it was the right lesson for me to learn that right. I needed to come back to them and say I failed yes. and I need help. Right. And they were willing to give that help without judgment. Yeah, that, that was, well, that was the good help too because the discussion took place. Right. What we see a lot of parents do is kid calls they run out of money two weeks into the first month, and what do they do? They go and put more money in their bank account. The yeah. conversation doesn't take place. Now, here's the, back to what we talked about earlier. If this becomes the habit, this habit will continue on, not just through college. This will probably continue on through their adult life. And this is not something that we want to do. So, hey, guess what? If they ran out of pizza money, you don't get any more pizza money till the next month. Right. You and look- it, it seems harsh. But it really is the best thing for the student and for you because you don't want to be, you know, they don't, you don't want to move them back in at 30 going, I can't afford to live on my own. Well, here's the thing. We know if they're away at college, number one, they're living somewhere. They've got a roof over their head. Right. They got clothes on the back. <laughs> they got clothes on the back because you gave them clothes. They got their cell phone. And they're probably on a dining plan, so they got plenty of food. They're right. not going to... The essentials are covered. Our child is not going to be out in the street freezing without clothes and nothing to eat. This is the money they went and spent on sweatshirts, hats, food, whatever they wanted to. Right, right. So you got to say, hey, guess what? No, you went to Starbucks too many times. You're going to have to wait. Or... Hey, welcome to adulthood. Adulthood. <laughs> or guess what? If you have any extra time in your day, maybe you should find a job working five hours a week. Right. So that's that, yeah. that's another part of that discussion. Okay, so number one, allow your kids to fail. Yes. Number two. Make sure your children know that mom and dad are on the same page when it comes to this. <laughs> Whether you're happily married or happily divorced, it's very important that the children know that you're on the same page. And Dusty, could you explain to them what I mean by that? <laughs> so we were talking about this. We were just, you know, going through our normal discussion of how the podcast is going to go. And I said, 
I knew exactly who to manipulate when I was this age. You know, I would call my dad because my dad would be the one to say, how much do you need? And let me put it in your account right now. Where if I would have called my mom, I knew the discussion would have been what happened. You know, are you going to do this again? And I might give you the money, but it's going to be a much tougher discussion. So manipulation, people, is real. <laughs> wow. So, so you manipulated your dad. Wow. Yeah. That's a great, great life lesson there, Dusty. <laughs> Courtney's uh, smiling because she did it with her dad, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Single child did it to both of them. Daddy's she and She had them both up for money, probably. <laughs> My parents, I didn't ask them if I did. The answer was no. So I, I, I just learned no real quick. Uh, fortunately, I did, but. But, you yeah. know, again, if, it, if both of my parents would have been on the same page and I knew that they were on the same page, that that would have probably happened less times than it did. Well, and I'll use my house as an example. My first answer is always no. If they ask for money, no. Why? Right? <laughs> well, you say no, but why? Yeah, no. Why? Okay. Why should I? Oh, so I'm, I, at least the discussion's taking place, right? Now they'll go to mom and I'm fortunate nine times out of 10, mom goes, well, you better What'd go your ask your dad. Say? Go ask your dad. <laughs> yeah. And they've already hit me up. So we're on the same page. Right. We just go about it differently. So we know what's happening. Uh, and we have that conversation, which is really important because you're sitting in the way. You, you, they're your babies. Right. You know, you they don't, don't look like babies anymore <laughs> to the rest of the world, but they're your baby. You don't want them to fail. You don't want them to not have money. But you got to be united on this because if not, you're going to teach horrible adult living skills. Yeah. And that, that's not what you want to do. By the, by the way, Dad, if you're listening, I love you and thanks for doing all those things for me. <laughs> okay, so number two is make sure your student knows you as parents are on the same page. And number three. All right, number three is managing expectations, especially for college. And I love that you talk about this topic and all your college planning choices. And I think this is one of the best pieces of advice you give to parents and students who are thinking about college. Every parent, when they have their child, almost everyone, 99.9% .9 is like, when you go to college. Okay. Well, that's great. But what does that mean? Well, kid what grows up wants to go to college. If you stay for college or not, I don't know. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. Then the next question becomes, how are you going to pay for that? Right. You know, private well, school, public school, private school, public school, community college right. first, mm -hmm. live at home. Don't yeah. Live all at those home, things. Live in the dorms. That conversation needs to take place. And ha making this choice is really important because this choice is going to affect you for a long time. It's going to affect you many different ways. Number one, it's going to affect you and your child by how long are they going to be in school? Mm -hmm. How much is it going to cost? How much debt will they graduate with? And last but not least, the most important, will they get a job that will actually support their lifestyle? Right. Uh, we are at a point now in our in our society where college is very expensive. You know? it, yeah, it's not a go and figure it out. It's you better know what you're going to yeah. do before you get there. Yeah, I was lucky that, you know, my age group, we could go and sort of figure out who we wanted to be. It cost money, but it wasn't. Was it, it was, detrimental to your lifestyle no, afterwards? No, not at all. Right. You, you, right. You know, the, the joke used to be the five year. You know, you're on the five year plan. Fifth, yeah, you're the fifth year senior and ha ha. Everybody thought it was funny. That's funny. But today that's very expensive. Mm -hmm. uh, so you get a degree in general, general studies, right? Yeah. Where are you going to get a job? I don't know because I'm I'm not sure what that degree is. <laughs> right. What, what what field is that? General studies. Yeah, I used to work in the restaurant business. General studies degree meant you came away to tables for me. Right, and that's there's nothing not, wrong with that. But that's definitely not going to pay your student loans. Well, the, the thing is, if you want to be a if you want to wait tables for some time, don't go to college. Don't go to college until you know what you want to be. Right. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, uh, restaurant business for 20 years. Daughters in the restaurant business. Not saying that's not a good thing. What I'm saying is. If you're going to college, you need to know what your major is going to be. Yeah. You need to know 
are they hiring? In that field? In that field. Right. And what- oh, a good example of this is, um, you know, when everybody was into all the CSI shows and everybody mm-hmm. wanted to be a what, forensic, forensic scientist, scientist right? right? Yeah. And then there's so many in that field and there's not enough jobs. Right. Yeah. So, so every, everybody, every kid saw CSI said, I want to be a forensic scientist. Yeah. So all of a sudden the colleges came up with forensic sciences programs, went out to get a job. The, no n- the number of jobs are very limited. Right. So it's really important that you're getting a degree in a in a field where there's going to be a job. In, and it's not only that, it's, it's going to pay enough to, to, right. to pay off the college debt. Right. So you don't have to get a second or third job. Ex-teacher here, trust me. You get out as a teacher, it's a, it's a great profession, a lot of passion. My wife's a teacher, but you've got to know what the uh, what you're going to get paid when you come out. You mm-hmm. know you're going to have struggle a little bit. And what's your ca- I talk, I talk, I have a daughter who always talks about wanting to be a teacher, and I say this to her all the time. You know, you know, you're going to cap out at X amount. Are you okay with never making more than this amount? Because there's not a lot of room to grow. And you know, I hate that. I hate to crush a dream like that. But at the same time, the expectation is if you want to keep moving up in life, you got to keep making more money. And right. so, yeah. you know, that may not be the field for you if that's what you want to do. Yeah. And, and that conversation has to take place. Right. It, it really does. And you don't want to crush dreams. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be a dream crusher. Well, and the other piece is, you know, um, setting the expectation of about what kind of college you can afford. So, you know, if you're on a if you're wanting to help your kids out with school, but you can't afford private college or out of state college you know, you need to have those conversations early that that's not the kind of school I can support. And I've as seen far as pricing. many parents go into debt because of that, yeah. because they won't say no. They don't want to, they don't want to crush their child's dreams because right. they wanted to go to put the big name on the college, whatever it right. is. Sometimes. I mean, my daughter wants to go to NYU and I'm like, that's an out of state school in the most expensive city in the country. You know, and you better, and I tell her this all the time, you better be darn smart and get lots of scholarships right. because that's the only way you're going to be able to go to right. NYU. Exactly. And it's really important you're having that conversation. And sometimes the conversation is, hey, maybe you should stay home. Yeah. And maybe take a year off before you go away to college or stay home and go to school from home. So right. you save a little money. Yeah. So you have to have these conversations with your kids. You know, we want to tell our children that they can be anything they want to be and they can. But there's got to be some work and research put into it. We just can't say, "Oh yeah, you can, yeah, you can have, you can have it all." That doesn't work, guys. Yep. Okay. So just to recap, the top three things: advice for parents. Number one, allow your kids to fail. Number two, make sure your kids know you are both as parents on the same page. And number three, make sure you're managing expectations with your students' futures. So we've talked a lot about kids who are going off to college, but we know that's not everyone's plan. So, what's your advice for young adults going into the workforce? Well, what I would say as a parent, most of us, when they do go out into that workforce when they're young, we're going to let them stay with us for a while, mm-hmm. but teach them real life skills, Work, start working on that budgeting and paying the bills, get them, have them take a personal finance class. Mm-hmm. They're all over the place. You can go to us online at fcfcu.com and, and go to Wealth Builder online and, and do them online. But yeah, you know, there's a plethora of financial literacy tools out there. Make sure you're just helping them with that to get used to that. Remember though, if they're staying home with you, it's time for you to start cutting those strings a little bit. Don't just let them stay with you and just keep living like they're still in high school. You've got to start putting a little bit more responsibility on them, uh, taking over some payments or some, something like that. Because eventually you want them to move out. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, <laughs> well, I maybe, do. Maybe you do. Maybe you do. Most of us, do, I think, do. Uh, so you know, make sure you're going over that with them. If, if they're staying home and going to college, you know, still make them live on a budget. Don't give them the best of all worlds at home because it's never going to give them a reason to move on. Right. Which we want. We, we want our children to grow up and be successful. 
at least that's my thought. Isn't that your thought? Absolutely. I mean, I want my children to be more successful than me. That's exactly. that what you want for your daughters. Yes. I, yeah. And and if you if you let them stay home and there's no there's no expectation with that, you might end up with the 45 year old living in your basement. That 45 year old will be your son or your daughter, <laughs> which we don't want. Exactly. Um, so as we as we wrap up here, um, you know, one of the most important things we can do for our kids before they head out on their own is to make sure they understand how to manage their finances. This simple discipline will help them either be successful long term or cause them to struggle no matter what their income is. So it doesn't matter what your income level is. If you don't learn the basics, you're always going to live paycheck to paycheck. That's correct. And, you know, back once again, stating you know about your children. I know many parents that are taking care of their grown children's bills or they're taking care of their grandchildren's bills. That brings so much financial stress to yeah. the relationship, and to the families. household. Yep. So the key here is get on that financial footing the right way at a young age mm -hmm. and, then, and then you're not going to have that. Yep. And to all our seniors and senior parents out there, Missing graduation and senior year festivities. Man, we feel for you and we, we celebrate you and we know that this will be just another thing in your life that defines you and your generation, really, right? Yeah, I mean, you guys are the you guys are the strong generation. You came around with 9-11, now you're going out of high school with COVID. I mean, you guys yeah. are resilient, so. And, and the positive out of this is hopefully this makes you really appreciate the true things that are important in your life and not the party or the prom or those things that, you know, we, we put so much importance on, but really family and, and moving on and growing up. Congratulations, graduates. Yep. Carpe Dime is presented by Financial Center First Credit Union and produced by Jamie Davidson, Dusty Simmons, and Courtney Cooper. Financial Center is a six-time national award winner in the category of adult financial literacy, and our goal is to help you what, Jamie? Improve your financial life. <laughs> so to learn more, visit fcfcu.com backslash financial dash education. And if you like what you're here, tell your friends and family about us and subscribe from Google, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Have a great day.